This program is brought to you by thepodcastfactory.com. You are listening to Copy Chief Radio. Welcome back to another edition. Here is the Copy Chief himself, Mr. Kevin Rogers. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, so we're back here for part two. Our, our man Henry Bingaman is back. What's up, Henry? Hey, man. What's going on? Thanks for doing this. And part one was awesome, dude. We covered, uh, well, a lot of interesting things. We talked about uh, chick sexing, <laughs> which was which was great. It was in the, in the context of learning intuitions really just by by nature of doing something so repetitively that it becomes sort of an instinct and intuition uh when we talked about you have seven story uh we call them element story types that need to go into every piece of copy well i call them i call them seven stories that need to be in every story right so every story is made up of stories Right, you know, right. So these are the seven stories that need to be in the larger global story, I guess you'd call it. Okay, great. Um, so the seven stories, and we and we went through uh, one, two, and three. Today we're going to hit four through seven. So quickly, number one was a paradigm shift story. Number two was a guru backstory or the origin story. And number three, you called it a shocking discovery story, but you could also maybe call it an emotional discover, discovery story. Um Great stuff. And so let's move on to what is story number four? Well, number four, I'm cheating a little bit because it's the escalation story. And the escalation story is in itself a bunch of different stories. Mm. So it's it's building up your case for and building the interest as well. So um, the last time we talked, I had brought up the virtual reality promo that I worked on. Right. Um, so in that one, we had, a, we had the... The paradigm shift was that there's this now a device that can eliminate pain. The guru backstory was his uh, Silicon Valley background. We had the discovery story of how this thing was found. And then I built it up. You just tell a story then about how it helped a person uh, cure phantom limb pain. Then you tell a story about how it even worked for these weird conditions that no one thought you could do, like fibromyalgia. And then you tell a story about Google and Microsoft and Facebook investing billions of dollars in this technology. So you're just amping up the stakes every time about how exciting this story slash opportunity, because that's what we're selling in, in these promotions as an investment opportunity. Um, you have built it up you, until you get to a point where Wired Magazine is calling is predicting a period of economic nirvana. And then you kick it up even further and you go, well, you know, this, this technology we've been talking about that creates virtual worlds for people to look in, it also creates a virtual world out of the real world for things like driverless cars and medical imaging. So the, the, you just make this thing step by step, bigger and bigger and bigger. So there's a number of different stories in there, but it's escalating, always moving up, always amping up the excitement and emotion and bigger and bigger. Fantastic. So, so you're introducing sort of new facts, new details about it is, you, you sort of got them plugged into the idea that, wow, this sounds like something huge. This is fascinating. I can totally see where this is something I, I need to be a part of, although you haven't invited them to become a part of anything yet. And now you're escalating. You know, you, 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 basically, you thought that was amazing. Get a load of this. 
Exactly. It's the, but wait, there's more thing. <laughs> yeah. The, the problem, that this is actually tricky though, uh, the escalation, because what I see a lot of newer copywriters do is throw everything at the wall mm. with no context for where you've been. So you have to keep everything in the context of the paradigm shift story that you you're, that you set this whole thing up with, right? Like if you were telling a Lord of the Rings story and all of a sudden you found him in Narnia, people would get like, what? <laughs> Which is <laughs> strangely what I see a lot in promotions. Mm. You'll be talking about this amazing, you know, new technology. And then, uh, by the way, China's uh, yuan, 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 how do you say <laughs> their currency is being devalued? Okay, mm. anyway, back to the technology. Like, you got to keep it all. If you're escalating, it has to be in a straight line, which is why I, I included it as one instead of several blocks. But the escalation has to, you know, you need a story thread. A story has to work, right? A story has to make sense. Uh, you can't have logical disconnects in the reader's mind. Right. Which, do you feel like that, that happens because they think, oh, I, I don't want to forget this fact, but I, I can't see how to weave it in. They're not taking their time, you know, to tell it. So uh, at Money Morning, we do tremendous amounts of research. Like we have our writers, there's 50, 60, 70 pages of just notes and quotes and statistics and mm-hmm. before you even start writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there's an impulse to put in everything you know or everything you found gotcha. in, into every story or right. it needs to all be there. Um, but people lose context. Context is so important. And if, if you're out of context in the reader's brain, so I mean, when you're writing, or when you're speaking to them through these, you're a voice in their head, mm-hmm. right? People don't want someone else's voice in their head. And they'll let it there if it's interesting and engaging. But as soon as you break, like as soon as you break the narrative or something, you say something weird that they're like, no, nah, I don't want that voice in my head anymore. And they're gone. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're not getting them back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why it's so important to keep the narrative. Uh, and that's what the escalation it does. And when done well, They'll be so excited by the time they get to the end of it that they'll be asking if there's any way to give you money. Yeah, right. Exactly. And this is why uh, nobody writes alone, <laughs> because how could you ever get this right without a team of eyes looking at it, right? Oh, you can't, especially with how many ideas are out there. I mean, I, in the financial and health world, I know you're from health. The market matures so quickly, like mm-hmm. what ideas they know about. So if you throw out an idea, even just a basic idea for a promotion in the health world, hey, let's tell people that you can use, uh, I don't know, some supplement to cure, our, to, to ease arthritis pain. It, you know, any senior copywriter can be like, dude, they know. <laughs> like, you're, you're not getting them interested in that. Right. Like, you need to tell what's what's the new story? What's the new angle? Like, the angles that have been out there for too long. And that's why it's great to have a team of writers. Yeah. Uh, that you can bounce ideas off of. And, and just, uh, if, I'm going to link the promotion you're talking about, but, um, you know, I, I love the, the headline is essentially two words, you know, neural imprinting. Yeah. And I think this is, we could probably do a whole episode just on the deck of this deceptively s- simple looking, you know, um, above the fold here on this piece. But uh, I digress. <laughs> I, I just want everybody to go look at that link. Make sure you go look it's, at the uh, link. And again, neural imprinting is context. It's all context in that. Yeah. So that's the first thing you see, and then you look for context. Mm-hmm. Great. If you want to look at it that way, but yeah. Love it. Okay. Uh, story number five. Story number five is uh, urgency story, right? So you need to know, like, why does the, why do you need to take action now? Like, why, what is, 
Why is this story so important to be telling me right now? A lot of times this will come at, at in earlier stages in a, a promotion or any story, really. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important? Uh, sometimes it comes near the end when you're trying to build them up for the sale. Uh, but in the virtual reality, since we're talking about it, this was it went out last year. I don't know if we're looking at an old version or not, but the urgency was uh, the Oculus Rift was going to be released. So it's out now, but it was going to be released. And the pick behind this that we were kind of building up here uh, was you know, going to benefit tremendously from that. And it actually has. It's gone up a decent bit. Hmm. Um, but it was good. There was a deadline. There was a time and there was a reason. Right. Uh, so there's urgency. There's why act now. But yeah, I mean, urgency doesn't even have to be long. You could, you know, just say, and we're going to run out of supplies tomorrow. That's a story, right? Sure. People, because you go, it tells actually a lot more than, than what you're just, than just those words because, oh, they're going to run out, run out tomorrow. People, this must be popular, right? right? This is in demand. Uh, it must be good if it's people keep buying. So you're saying a lot with a, in a little word, in a few words, but uh, it, it's still a story. I, I don't want to, you know, paint a picture that every story has to be 10 pages long. Right. Um, it just has to be a complete story in, in, in the reader's mind. Gotcha. That's a great point. Like you said, a context, you know, you can't just say, you know, act now, like I'm running a promo right now. There's literally only 25 spots available. Right. But I don't yeah. just say, I got to tell them why, right? right? What's the reason there's only 25? What's behind that? And, and, you know, so story could be two paragraphs, but it needs, it, like you said, sort of close the loop on why is there only 25 and why is there a limited quality or a limited amount of time to get in on this? Right. And maybe you write five or six paragraphs on that and then cut it down to two. Right. 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 You get it all out there and then decide in the context what's the best thing to say or the most important thing to say. Great. Love it. Okay. Story six. Story six. Uh, oh, the mission statement. So, I mean, this is kind of the core. It's separate from the guru's backstory because it comes at the end. But it's the why you do what you do, right? It's the, I saw everyone lose, you know, all my family lost their money in the 2008 crash, except for me. And I hadn't shared this with them then. So it, I feel so guilty that I, I just have to get this out there to as many people as possible. You know, it's the, it's the, mm-hmm. that core, what's the, people just want to know why, why are you doing it? Why are you selling me something? Right. People, there's, there's a, a negative reaction to selling. If you say I'm selling you because I want to make money. <laughs> Even if, yeah, you'd love to be transparent, but uh, <laughs> usually not effective. Well, I mean, it can be effective if you have a real reason. I mean, <laughs> and you should have a real reason uh, to be selling something, right? Like, right. I mean, your reason can be like, if you want to go that route, like I just, you know, I want to make money. But your reason is, look, I've looked at the other guy's stuff. They're terrible. All you guys buying their products are getting ripped off. You're getting bad advice. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know anybody. I do. I know everybody. I'm the best at this. Like, I'm your only hope. That's still, that's a reason why story. Yeah. Uh, and they might not like you, but it could still work. I mean, it, people could still be compelled by that. There's, you know, Trump, right? Sure. Trump gets that. He's the, I'm the greatest. I'm the best. And people go, yeah, you're right. I'm sold. Yeah. And I love that because when people press him on why, he goes, because we're going to get great people. Great people are going to solve this. <laughs> exactly. It's it's a, <laughs> you know, it's his reason why is make America great again, which, right, he just believes that he's the best to do it. Yeah, people resonate with that idea. Uh, you know who else comes to mind? Who's that guy, uh, the uh, penny stock guy, Tim? You, you know what I'm talking about? 
No. I can't remember his last name. Great marketer. And, you know, just, again, a really passionate, in the trenches kind of a coach. And he's always talking about the pump and dumps and, and just he's really good at predicting when, when the fall off's going to happen. And uh, he's very transparent with his stuff. I don't know why I can't think of his last name right now. But that's his whole thing is, you know, I'm just the best at this. I'm obsessed with it, right? Um, you think of Gary V with, with social media or in the, all the different stuff he's doing, but he's just clearly obsessed with it. He's on it constantly. You know, the evidence is, is, is there within his actions every day. Oh, yeah. And I mean, his, he'll tell you, he says every day he's doing it for his legacy, yeah. right? That's his big thing. It's my legacy. And he, and he defines his legacy as having helped the most people. Yeah. So that's a beautiful, like he's got both worlds going on there. I love Gary V. Yeah. But yeah. like, that's just such a beautiful pitch, a beautiful reason why, right? It's that <laughs> mission statement. Can't get any better than that. Excellent. Great. And I mean, so every promo needs to have one. Every person needs to have one, I think, right? Yeah. And that's what, you know, uh, you know, the 60 second sales hook and all that is the idea. It's a, it's a mini version of that. Uh, and even I have a thing called the rubble yell, which is literally two sentences. But the, the idea around it is if you're going to say two sentences to somebody, try to get your mission statement in there. You, you can't actually do it, right? All you need to do is include, uh, you know, love hate those emotions and it, it just quickly frames the mission you're on why is this important to you and when you get that across to somebody even with a handshake and in two sentences uh they never forget you they, they can't forget you yeah it's really interesting it's in copy chief yeah yeah it's called the rebel yell it's yeah, a, i looked that up yeah you'll love it cool all right all great right. so here we are we're at the big finale number seven uh, this is the value proposition story. This is basically, I mean, this is when promos used to go out, this was 90% of the pitch. This was the value proposition was just, here's what I've got. Here's how much it costs. Here's why it's worth it. Right now it, the, with this new story, because again, the market matured so much from the early days of selling these things, like back in the 1990s, 99, you could probably tell somebody I found the best stock ever. It's about to go up a lot. And then Pitch them with just bullet points and teases about that's your value proposition here. Now you have the market so, that's so well aware of what, you know, of this industry. And they're getting, you know, if you go on Yahoo Finance, you're going to see two of my ads, two of Motley Fool's ads, two of Stansberry's ads. And they're going to change, you know, when you refresh the page. So people really need to be hooked to get in. So this is now, the, this story is the last 15%, 25% of most of our promos. Here's why you should buy. Here's what you're going to get. And here's why you should buy it. Um, but that's, this is the most traditional copywriting part of it. Uh, and people don't think of it as a story, but it still needs to fit in the narrative, which is you have all, you've built all these other narratives. Or you've built on top of one narrative, I should say. These are stacked narratives. And this can't break off of that. You can't be like, now I want to sell you something. It has to be in line with your whole story that you've told so far. Otherwise, you did that same disconnect for people. You got them all the way through three quarters of the promotion. They were in love with you. They loved everything you said. And all of a sudden, you made a pitch that didn't wasn't congruent with the rest of the story. Uh, and you, they're gone. So, you know, this is I. – they're one of the easier things to, to – I remember the last episode we were talking about the intuition – this is one of the first intuitions copywriters learn to do, right? They learn how to sell. And this is the selling part. But 
you know, I've had writers, I have one guy, I've made him rewrite this value prop story. I don't know, he's on the eighth time now. Just do it differently. Nope, that emotion's not quite right. Read this, read this promo and try it with that. Like, feel what that feels like and try and do it that way. And so you just, this one you have to do over and over again until it does become instinct and then just learn to weave that, uh, the rest of the, the paradigm shift through the, the backstory, through the discovery, through the escalations, through the urgency. And then I, and a lot of times the mission statement and value prop are, are mixed together. You blend them, come in and out of them um, because it's, it can be seen as part of it. I like to write them separately and then mix them. But um, yeah, that's a, it's a great point. You know that, so this is probably the, the part like we recognize most, right? Like maybe we're going to list out, say there's modules we're going to talk about we're going to you know add three to five bullets per module kind of give people the details of what's going on here why it's valuable but when we stop telling it as a story then it's an odd turn you know the the boardwalk pitchmen use the term uh, making the turn right so so it's like they were entertainers for 20 minutes or however long and now it's time to sell it's, you know, it's time to you put the thing in everybody's hands and, and start telling them about the price and why it's a steal and all that. And that's the hardest part of the gig, right? Is because you went from being everybody's best friend and they're laughing their heads off to get out your wallets, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's a tricky thing. And I know this will be especially helpful for business owners. Uh, like you said, copywriters, you know, they can work with somebody like you who's going, nope, 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 nope. Keep trying. Here's an example of how to do it right. Business owners usually don't have that, you know, kind of guidance. And so uh, they worry a lot, I know, about sort of making the turn. And so- This, this is why I think if if I was going to do this, if I was starting my own business, I would write all these stories out and I would tell them all slowly over time to my list. Mm. So I do blog posts or emails and I would just get this out there. It, almost like the, what was it, Jeff Walker coined the term sideways sales letter. You're just telling the story over time. Mm-hmm. And then you can test that value proposition story over and over again until you get it right. If you've got all the other ones down and, you know, the paradigm shift is real for them, that your backstory is compelling, you have a cool discovery story. Uh, they've seen over time that there's a lot of, even if you don't escalate in the same narrative, you can escalate over time uh, at different narratives like that. And then if you can just do that urgency mission statement and value prop, in one, in, in just a straight sales letter. That's how I would do it if I was just starting to get that value prop right and then I'd put it all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I'm making a lot of assumptions that, <laughs> that, that people could do that. But I mean, you yeah. know, I think, I think it's, it's possible. Yeah, well, that's why I love that you've broken it down for us into seven pieces here because, you know, look, anybody should devote, any business owner, at least one hour of your day to, to writing copy. It, it, you know, it's not like this big stress thing, like, oh, I'm going to finish the sales letter. Just write about your business, right? Have a conversation with the people you serve. And here's a great exercise for making sure that you're doing it in an effective way. So let's just say you said, all right, I've committed to emailing my list Monday through Friday. I'm going to write one email every day. Here's, and I would say, challenge you, you know, take every one of these and just say, I'm, I'm going to write one of these stories every day until I've written each one of them like 10 times or parts of all of them, you know, 10 times so that, because 
like you said, with these copywriters, you're not probably going to get it right the first time, right? But if you right. continue to develop it and stay devoted to finding out, plus the story shifts over time as your business, even even as an offer evolves, the more you talk about it, right? If you oh, start yeah. telling uh, your your audience on Monday that you're launching something next Tuesday by Wednesday and Thursday, it'll feel, you'll have so many more details and meaning behind why you're doing it because- You've had conversations with 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 prospects and with people who have signed up. It's just night and day. Oh yeah. Well, and the other thing about writing things over and over again, you're going to come back to it when you're writing. You have you have the emotion that you want to put on the page, whether you realize it or not. That emotion is in your head, hmm. and it's just not translating as well as it, you think it is through your fingers. If you let something cool off a couple of days, you don't have that same thing in your head. You can come back and see. Well, that kind of falls flat. Or that doesn't really hit me. Yeah. Like you could probably train yourself over a long enough period. I think it'll take a while, uh, which is why it's great to have, you know, groups of writers to work with. Um, but yeah, just keep coming back to it. You'll see new things. You'll see it a new way and you'll get much better at it. Yeah. Wow. Great stuff. Henry, uh, really appreciate you doing this, man. This is like really, you know, insider stuff. Uh, high-level stuff, and you explained it so well. You're a great teacher. I appreciate it, man. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, so Henry Bingaman uh, is not for hire. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The man is under under contract and super busy and super successful over there at Money Morning. Uh, But I hope you'll come back and visit us again in the future, the near future, Henry. Yeah, I'd love to. This was fun. Thanks, bro. All right, we'll talk soon, man. All right, thanks. You've been listening to Copy Chief Radio. Thank you for tuning in. If you're digging what we are laying down for you, then your next step is to go over to iTunes, type in Copy Chief Radio into the search bar, and when you find a show, subscribe. We will be back in your earbuds next week. This is the podcastfactory.com.